Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Dave, we're back in the boiling point, and thankfully it is not boiling right now because the door has been open, and we're, we have just walked in. We got in. 27 minutes. Um, Let's yeah, get at her. Exactly. Here we go. One, two, three. Dave, we on the phone have a good friend of mine. Uh, it seems like I do this a lot. I bring in good friends yeah, of mine. Yeah, well, and I know her well as well. Well, and, and the other thing is, is really, um, it's Amanda Hashi from Conscious Brands, and I will sincerely call her a good friend, even though we've probably uh, face-to-face have hung out maybe for a total of maybe 29 minutes ever in history, <laughs> or maybe a little more. I don't know. Um, but I feel like she's like my soul sister, that type of thing. You know, you, you meet those people, you're, you're kind of flowing in the same groove, and we both have the same friends. It's, it's one of those Canadian things, you know? So Amanda Hashi is a sustainability Sherpa, from Conscious Brands, and, yeah. and uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with that type of title. No. Oh, oh, really? I am not. But no. you, you and Amanda go way back as well, from the library. The one time I've been to a library in the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. so, so Amanda, why, why don't you uh, introduce yourself uh, to us, and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Sure. So, uh, yeah, my name's Amanda. I am originally from Bloomfield, New Brunswick. And I went to UNB St. John, so I'm familiar with Boiling Point territory, and I'm on the phone today from Fredericton, but actually based out of Moncton. Uh, yeah, getting ready to do some work here. I'm going to see Greg tomorrow, and I, uh, yeah, agree. I think, Greg, we have maybe half half a degree of separation. Not sure why we didn't meet earlier in our lives, but no, uh, yeah, we definitely share lots of the same values and passions. Um, I work with businesses to help them um, activate sustainability, um, and so we can. I'm sure we'll unpack that in the next little bit. But uh, yeah, um, that's my intro. That that is a great intro. And how? So how did you get into this line of work or being or you know? I mean, how did this all happen? Yeah, that's the. Uh, see, how far should we go back? I studied business at UNB St. John. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I did, a, I did co-op. I worked with Enterprise um, St. John. And I really liked the passion behind entrepreneurship and people starting businesses. And I graduated and I went and worked for Xerox. And then I went and sold real estate in Panama for two years. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, we got to be doing things better than this. Like, we have such potential to innovate and create we don't need to be destroying the way we are. So that drove me to do a bit more international work. I ended up in Vietnam for a while. And then I finally found a master's program that suited my interests. Uh, it was environmental-based, social change, uh, leadership program in Sweden. So I went there for a year, and I really realized that all this international development work I was trying to do, save the world, um, in places where I had to learn the language, the place I really needed my help was home. So I came back home and uh, just finished a master's in sustainability leadership. And yeah, that was four years ago, uh, actually five years ago now. I finished, um, I spent four years working in the co-op council. Uh, so helping people start cooperative businesses and then 
finally just branched out in the last year doing what I really wanted to do. And that's working, like matching those two uh, tools that I think can make us build greater communities in a better world. I still have that idealistic view, which I hope I never lose is let's use the power of innovation and entrepreneurship and um, build things right in a way that respects uh, the communities that we're in and the workers that we use to do that and uh, the environment that we're surrounded by. That's a great, that's a great, um, you know, just to hear the background there. It's funny how, you know, that concept, I think Steve Jobs said about you can connect the dots looking backwards. Um, you know, if you think of how you hopscotch around the world, literally, that's incredible. Um, so what is the, how's the market responding to you right now? Like what you said about, you know, and the idea that come in, you know, he does this full circle all the way back, you know, home, which it being New Brunswick, I'm assuming. And I'm just curious, yeah. like, yeah, what, what has the response been like, Amanda? Yeah. Um, honestly, when I first came back about five years ago, I think I wasn't, I tried to, do this, start something on my own to help consulting businesses. And I met a few contacts that I had and a few engineering companies and they're like, yeah, we get it. Uh, we're not ready to put any, you know, dollars and cents or effort behind it yet. We think it's important. There was a, the green shops had started in Fredericton. There's a few little pockets of things and I was getting a bit frustrated. I had just, um, I, while I was in Sweden, I stayed and I worked for a bank there helping them, with their um, sustainability reporting, actually. And I, I just having been in Europe for my master's program and seeing how the, it was, the uptake was there, I was quite frustrated coming back. Um, I'll be honest about that. But then, really, there has been a shift in the last two years locally. Um, and I say locally, I mean Atlantic Canada. Um, so it started, we, one of the tools we use to help businesses, um, you know, activate sustainability is with the B Corp certification and you know two years ago there were no B Corps in New Brunswick and I think the seventh or eighth is about to be certified any day now Um, and people are just popping out of the woodwork like Hemming's house like Adam's green like wicked ideas that are just like just doing good stuff and so yeah. Well, you know what, and what's causing like what's causing the movement? I mean, so like uh, I'm very familiar with the Hemmings House, um, yeah. um, you know, kind of adoption of like B Corp as an example, um, or the the certification. Um, so what do you you know like what's changed? You mentioned the last few years, and you know what's interesting is like as I kind of think about just even an openness to you know a variety of things, including what what I do for a living as coaching. There just seems yeah. like there's this level of understanding acceptance and you know think of the people we've even had on this that have you know yoga outlets and studios and you know uh, you know teach meditation and just um but it just is all this all these kind of uh, businesses and and uh and and ways of doing business um to me are are you know it's just almost like this wave and i'm just kind yeah. of curious like what because i when i first see i'm i've been in new brunswick for 15 years i didn't notice that initially actually if, if anything coming from vancouver i was surprised at how how in my opinion little so little was happening then all of a sudden like your point yeah. so what what yeah. what's causing that you think yeah i guess to your point earlier about kind of dots connecting i think that's just starting to happen you know we we're in a place where um we we generally are a little bit behind uh catching on to trends i i'll admit that um but also there's just 
you know, a millennial generation that's coming up being like, I want to work, I want to do work that has meaning. When I was in business school 10 years, oh, yeah, more than 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago in St. John, um, all the classes I was taking from HR to everything was all about maximized profit. And then I was taking elective courses in a building over about all the poli-sci classes that were saying that capitalism was sending us to hell in a handbasket. And I was like, why are these two groups not talking to each other? The people I'm in business school with are not evil, let's do terrible things. That's not what they think when they wake up in the morning. Um, But the way we're teaching business is not integrating decision-making so that we are taking care of ourselves and the planet that we live in and actually doing business well, which doesn't mean not paying attention to profit. So I think... There's been a shift, and even now, there there's some social enterprise and sustainability stuff happening at that same university, at UNB, UNB St. John. So there's been, I think, a shift in demand from the education system, and slowly that's coming in. Also, you're seeing leaders in business like um, uh, Interface and uh, Patagonia and the Ben & Jerry's of the world. You're seeing some big – even Walmart is doing – some really interesting stuff with sustainability and pushing their supply chain to have more uh, sustainable business practices. And so I think at the same time, we're making a lot of money, we're working our asses off, and we're not happy. So there's been all this shift of like questioning the why, and then you've got Simon Sinek coming out with why, and Apple just doing amazing things by modeling their business from the why. I think individuals are starting to question why and wanting to be part of something that's a bit more meaningful. And and <clears throat> Amanda, if you can share with us the vision statement of uh, the company you work with, Conscious Brands, uh, I think it's it's really powerful, but then that, that will be our, our, our chance to kind of unpack, like you mentioned earlier, a little bit about what you are helping steer our economy towards. Awesome. So um, Conscious Brands' mission is to help a thousand brands tra- transition into the new economy by 2020. Um, and so uh, what we mean by that is we work a lot uh, currently with the health food sector, uh, uh, an industry who was founded in, you know, our food system can be better. Um, and so they're used to um, always striving to do better things. There's such, such inspiring business leaders in this sector. And so we help them. Um, businesses are really good at measuring the money. That's how we've structured businesses to make decisions. The businesses that want to make good decisions about their community, about their workers, and about the environmental practices they have, they want to do it, but the tools to make that happen or integrate those decisions in our daily business is really difficult. And that's what we um, that's what we strive to help with um, with conscious brands. And that's why my title is a Sherpa, the Sustainability Sherpa. So we're help, we meet businesses at the base camp that they're at, and we help them get to the next stage. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's basically it. That's, in essence, what we do. We help them with that measurement. We help them integrate that. Um, just over and over, I'm inspired by the business leaders, middle managers, and employees that we work with in developing these strategies and decision-making tools around um, this, that they just, they're just hungry 
to bring something into their daily decision-making that makes this stuff top of mind. Well, so Amanda, she'll share a story that, you know, you're finding, and I know you probably have a number of client stories, but one that you, you're, you're allowed to share, you'd be willing to share that you find, um, you, know, you know, maybe particularly inspiring for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, the, what, the, thing, the one that's coming to mind I actually can't really share, so I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to dig around that, to be honest. Okay, well, well, we'll, we'll let you off. Uh, but I, I, can give, I can give an example of Pickaroons, actually. Okay. Um, which a brand we, we, we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which a brand that we love. And, uh, you know, Sean, um, Sean's been running that business for years. Sean Dunbar. Um, Sean Dunbar, the owner of Pickerins, has been running that business for years in a way that just like in an overwhelmingly generous way gives back to the community. And so we met Sean um, early, uh, two years ago, I would say, like a year and a half ago in the fall. And we met him and we started talking to him about B Corp certification. And when he heard that you could integrate, uh, kind of change your bylaws so that it integrates decision-making for the community and, and stakeholders, not just shareholders, into your bylaws, it was so attractive to him because he runs this business the way that resonates with his personal values. If he sells it tomorrow, there's no need to do that. You can just sell beer and pocket the profit, right? Um and so I think that was a tool for him that was just like definitely made him more confident in the way he's able to then communicate to the employees and also, um, you know, have more of a succession plan that this business is dedicated to that. The other thing we realized when we were working with Pickerins is unpacked just really the story about what they're doing with the community. Like they, they've just been doing such good work and having their heads down and not really and being super humble about it. But we were able to really measure and identify what it is they're doing for the community, mm. which is just like a great story. And then aside from that, the water on the environmental side, huge opportunity for them to be saving water in the brewing process. So like bottom line savings, employee engagement, greater uh, appreciation for ownership, like so many, so many different elements of the business can be brought into play with this. Great example, thank you, and 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 from a very uh, exciting company. And my my guess, knowing Sean a little bit, is that um, probably those stories. You know, I guess what I really like about that is 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 neat that they're the, these stories are coming out because they they're not. My impression would be they wouldn't be doing it for marketing purposes at all because it's like core values, right? right? And yet, and yet they can inspire others by the good work they're doing and the fact that they're not they're not you know it, it's not a non-profit not there's anything wrong with non-profit but I mean in terms of yeah. they, it's yeah. conscious capitalism or however you want to describe it yeah. and the, the the marketing value it just comes naturally it's not a you know for, for companies like Picaroons who are supporting artists and arts organizations and arts festivals and music unlike anybody else in this province on the, on the for-profit yeah. side yeah. they're not raising a big flag and say, hey, look what we're doing. Like Hemings yeah. House always does. Um, they are, <laughs> they just do it. Uh, part yeah. of the DNA, you know, and uh, because people recognize that, they become incredibly loyal to the brand. And I'm one of those those brand loyal guys, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's an amazing. So <laughs> what's going on here, Amanda, is uh, 
each one of our episodes moving forward is really based around a theme. And uh, yeah. we didn't really set the theme here, but I, I, I feel that a good launch pad, because we just celebrated our, our one-year uh, birthday uh, two episodes ago. So you are mm. episode 54. And, awesome. Um, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I feel that we the theme... We're getting guests to sing us happy birthday, uh, by the way. Yes. So uh, can you sing it for us? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do feel that the theme of t- today's, and um, yeah, we're at, at 16 minutes, but is really this whole concept of bringing people into the new economy. What yeah. the heck is the new economy? Why don't we define that now? And Dave and I will use that as part of our um, our weekly discussion with folks because more and more we are talking to uh, blended model companies. We're talking to triple bottom line entrepreneurs. We're talking to uh, B Corps. And it feels like we're really leaning our our show towards that just naturally because it's we're in the middle of a movement. You know, it's, it's not like we're trying. It's just we're talking to a lot of cool people doing cool things. So can you define the new economy in, in your perspective and uh, – and then Dave and I can use that as in, in part of our uh, our, uh, our our cheat sheet uh, di- dictionary notes here. That's awesome. Uh, so new economy, uh, how we define it at Conscious Brands is in the 20th century, we were our companies were built shareholder corporations, maximize shareholder value. In the 21st century, we're looking at stakeholder moving moving businesses into a stakeholder company. That creates value not just for the shareholder, but for the community, the employees, and the the environment that it it works within. And so that is popping up in so many ways. Uh, Like I said, with the, you know, even integrating into business schools, conscious capitalism is another thing, B Corp movement, the sharing economy, Airbnb, that that stuff didn't exist uh, 10 years ago. Um, and there's definitely a movement um, happening. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I would say is the definition for you guys to work for. It is a shareholder co- economy. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, of course, we've been also talking about this thing called the millennial dream, uh, mm-hmm. which really leans very heavily on everything that you just said. Millennial dream not being specific to the millennial generation, the millennial dream being a worldview. Um, that is very relevant today, which is we want to, uh, build careers, uh, and build, build wealth even around, um, making the world literally a better place and our community, a better place and more of that sharing, uh, economy experience. And that feels to me like a a really good definition for the millennial dream as well. So when we talk about the new economy, um, you know, part of my dream is to live in that. And that's what we're trying to work towards, you know, by, by having these conversations and trying to, 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 to make people who run businesses, which is many of the people who are on our, on our, our podcast, to inspire them to start thinking this way and, you know, and start leading into this, this new economy. So on that point, I'd be really interested in Amanda's opinion of when, when you know, the person that, I'm not going to say the full on, uh, I have no interest in participating in this and I just totally disagree. What do, what do you say to the peop- more of the people that are maybe on the fence that just, you know, um, that, that have a curiosity in what you're doing, but maybe wouldn't naturally understand it like, like a Greg Hemmings would? Yeah, I, we, we encounter this all the time and I, I, would, I wouldn't use the word sustainability 
I maybe wouldn't even use the words new economy or shareholders or uh, sorry, stakeholder economy, but I'd ask them, you know, what's keeping you up at night? Is it employee retention, attracting top talent? Is it, uh, you know, production costs, um, which productivity, this sustainability can be productivity improvement and reducing of waste. So uh, there's often some interaction point where we can, Start to be um, on on uh, on a on a way where we can talk about something that's sustainability or it's it's this, but without using those words, it's meeting the client where they're at. Uh, Bob Willard has an amazing uh, book called The Sustainability Advantage that gets into these these points exactly, um, and uh, he's a, a previous ex uh, sorry VP uh, from IBM and just. In hindsight, that that hindsight uh, 2020, like you were talking about uh, earlier, Dave, is just um, he's really been able to connect the dots with business and really been able to communicate it in a great way. Yeah, well, and as I'm listening to you, I mean, what it sounds like you're saying, let's let's talk about um, the challenges your business has and have, and let's find yeah, out a exactly. way to solve them. And it just happened exactly. that the tools are connected to, you know, the new economy and all those things. It, it's just like. Uh, yeah, you know, it would not be unlike, um, and, you know, someone's interested in coaching. I'm very careful of the language I use because a lot of times uh, perception is coaching's a little bit, um, you know, kind of soft and, and fluffy yeah. and all these things. So so I stay, you know, and, and really try to use terms that, that people can uh, relate to. So, that yeah, good for you. Ter- and ter- terms like hard and not fluffy. Hard and not fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like mean, soft and fluffy. Uh, soft skills that you know, drive hard business results. How's got that? Got it. Everything in, in life, I think, happens for a reason. And while I was working for Xerox and really just not enjoying that position, the sales training that I got in that job, I think I use every day. And that's just the asking great questions and meeting people where they're at. I think invaluable uh, kind of skills to help Sherpa businesses through this process. So tell me about Sherpa. I mean Sherpa, like the response, because that that might get in the way, or does it, or does it just open the doors? Uh, so far, people just love it. You know, uh, they just like the clients that we're working with. Anyway, I don't know if I would always <laughs> uh, necessarily introduce myself, but a lot of the clients we're working, they just like as soon as we say we'll sh- we're Sherpaing you through this process, they just like we get it. So identify with it because you know the word consultant. People, you know, they, you know, coming in, telling us what we already need to know, what, what we already know about our company or doing something for the company and then leaving them with the report and then not really being able to take it from there. And so Sherping really describes that more, almost more of a coaching role and giving you the tools you need at the right time to bring you to that next base camp. Cool. And you know what? Sherpas are tough as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, like, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, like, so it's kind of a neat metaphor. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, completely. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for your time uh, sharing with us today. Uh, what's what's the best way for our listeners to engage with you and with Conscious Brands and to uh, even do work with you guys? Yeah, they can email me at Amanda at ConsciousBrands dot com. Uh, also, ConsciousBrands.com website uh, gives a whole story behind the shirt buying and some uh, client stories that we've got up there. Um, I live in Moncton, but I'm all over the place. Uh, I work a lot in the Maritimes, but I'm across Canada. So, um, yeah. Uh, and you and Dave actually share something else in common. Oh, what's that? 
Uh, neither of you were in St. John last Thursday night for our, our part no. of our party. No, oh, I was so gutted. My heart was aching. I'm, I'm not See, even exactly. Joking. That's exactly. Well, I'm, I'm a bad friend. I make everybody feel guilty, yeah. don't I? You are a bad friend. <laughs> but you know what? I ran into. I don't know if Aaron Emery told you. Oh, I ran into did. him at the airport. Aaron, Aaron and, came uh, in, and it's funny because Aaron yeah. flew into the St. John airport. And yeah. God bless us as St. Johners, but you know we like to wear our camo and our alpine beer hats and you know this sort of yeah. thing. Getting, and most of the, most of the folks coming off the plane are coming out from the oil, pa- oil patch as well. You yeah, know, it's it's a maritime thing. Yeah. And yeah. you know, as soon as he put his foot out with that nice suit and amazing oh. hair, I, I heard yeah. this like this funk music start playing in my head, like you know, like I was expecting like the briefcase full of cash and guns. I'm thinking of a completely different. Oh, you're thinking of porno. Sorry. Anyway, it was it was great. So he came in, and uh, of, of, of course he he looked he looked fantastic, and uh, <laughs> that's all for you, Aaron. And uh, anyway, he said that he saw you in Toronto, and uh, I thought that was fantastic. And again, look how small this community is. You know, I, I think it's oh, I think it's it's very connected and very my, cool. My, my excuse was my birthday, which is true, Amanda. So I hope you have a good one. So I think Greg's waiting. She actually you. she was sherping sherpaing uh, people uh, in other parts of the country, which is also a good thing. I was in London, Ontario, giving a, a workshop on social enterprise. So I was just crossing paths with Aaron. And then I was like, are we going to the same place? Because last year, Aaron was at that conference uh, in Calgary. Uh-huh. And that's where I originally met him. And so I was like, oh, you're coming to the same place as me. And then he was like, no, I'm heading to St. John. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, we had a great time. And, and the whole city knows what B Corps are now. So, so uh, uh, let's continue amazing. to throw parties. Pick a rooms. We'll keep on uh, sending yeah. on some, take, some kegs. And we'll have a good yeah. time. So thank yeah. you so much, Amanda. We're going to say goodbye. And uh, we shall chat with you again sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. Ha- happy shipping. Yeah, and congratulations on, on that achievement and just the amazing work you're doing at Spreading the Word, Greg. And uh, yeah, look forward to meeting you both again soon. Thanks, Amanda. See you, Amanda. Bye-bye. Cheers. Dave, take away. Oh, I just, um, man, where do you start? I mean, it's just another example of someone doing, uh, you could just, you know, the just dripping with passion right yeah. you know really and and what i like is just so practical around you know talking about tools that are going to support um helping businesses um you know adopt the new economy and just in the perspective of even uh I, I love and actually i can really relate to this on the coaching front is is that it's one thing to be to be really passionate about something it's another thing to be to properly promote it or sell it and, you know, it sounds like she's got that in spades, you know, um, because so f- even just saying I would use this type of language, um, you know, and if I think of our last interview interview with Clyde, he talked about the power of words. Right. And um, that is so critical because uh, and I see it in the coaching world is some people um, are, are, you know, should be a lot busier, but unfortunately they're not as comfortable selling. Or some people are really busy, primarily because they're good at selling, and maybe they don't have the competence. So um, it's neat to hear she's she's actually um, uh, making a big dent, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing that combination of you know very passionate about you know how she got to where she is, um, is being very creative in how they're approaching it. You know the words like Sherpa and all sorts of things, and being able to promote it in a way that people are hearing it. You know, and to me, yeah. sales is literally just a vehicle to communicate so people can understand uh, and, and appreciate and value uh, you know, a particular service or product. And uh, I would say for me, um, she just reminds me that you really can create and work in a purpose-driven 
company, at a profit-based, <laughs> purpose-driven company, because think about what her mission was. She had a, a time date on it. Yeah. By 2015, we're going to bring a thousand brands, transition them into the new economy. That's the purpose of their of their for-profit business. By what, How cool by is that? What year? Oh, 2020, sorry. Yeah. 2015. <laughs> Ding dong. Uh, <laughs> Keep going, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, really, I really love hearing her uh, her speak. In fact, uh, I was part of, I was on a panel with her, a B Corp panel. Uh, soon we're going to release the video. In fact, we might even have it out on time for this podcast release. Okay, cool. And uh, that's it. So we'll see you next week. Uh, yes, and, and I, wanna, I want the listeners to notice how often you throw me under the bus for missing a big party and... How often you slip the B Corp Hemings housing into every conversation is brilliant. And that's your sales. Do you not want me to? No, I think it's great. <laughs> I, mean, I want you to become a B Corp. Well, so What's, it's, what it's are you just, waiting for? It's causing me to, to, to feel like I'm missing the big party. And, and that's what I'm good at. <laughs> you are good at guilt. Guilt. I love you, man. Uh, right back, guys. No, no, no. Say, say it to me really quick. Love you, man. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.